What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you are having a wonderful November so far and that you are staying warm. This week's guest is actually living up in the Pacific Northwest, so (laughs) I know that she is probably up there trying to stay warm with the rain and the snow and the cold weather all coming in. We are talking to Maggie from Maggie with the Dogs. She has her own podcast with two co-hosts. One um, is Brittany, who has been on this podcast before, and then Devin, and, and they all make up so glad we're friends podcast. And then Maggie also has her social media. She has been such a good resource to talk to about her dogs and her life and living in the Pacific Northwest because that is like a dream of mine and our weddings and our mental health. And she's just somebody who is so relatable and kind. And I'm just really happy to have her on the podcast, but also have her in my life. Maggie, her fiance Cameron, and their two Australian shepherds, Finley and Sadie, live in Vancouver, Washington, and love to spread happiness, dog mom, and lifestyle tips on social media. Finley is three and is Maggie's psychiatric service dog who helps her with her anxiety, and Sadie is two, and Maggie says she is the best, most wild little girl ever. Sadie sounds a lot like Layla to me. Maggie is learning to navigate her 20s with them by her side and loves sharing everything with their community along the way. Maggie loves connecting with others through her dog mom club, where she hosts monthly lives, Q&As, and shares exclusive behind the scenes. And she is also the co-host of So Glad We're Friends podcast, which comes out every Tuesday. On this episode, we talk about how her and Cameron knew that they were ready to get a second dog, which was pretty soon after getting Finley. We also talk about Finley's uh, DPT and service dog tasks for her anxiety, which leads us into a huge conversation about both of our mental health, our anxiety, our depression, and kind of what that was like growing up because we had some similar circumstances. And then we also talk about just being on social media putting ourselves out there and what influences the influencer. So I thought that that was a really cool conversation. If you like this episode, be sure to give it a rating and a review if you are on Apple, a rating if you are on Spotify, take a picture of it, put it on your stories and share it to a friend. I would be so appreciative and those ratings and reviews help more than you know. So let's get into this episode with Maggie. No matter the age of your pet, so much planning is involved when setting them up for success. From the hours of training, to the socialization, to the confidence building. But have you ever considered that the thing causing them a difference in their behavior, whether it's agitation or anxiety, 
might be a bit more complex than just training. This past year, I began to factor in how Layla's digestion could be affecting her behavior and mood. I didn't previously consider this because it really isn't something that you can outwardly see, nor could she communicate that to me. But after reading her food label, I decided to find a brand that was more balanced, holistic, and fueled her for all of our training and play sessions but I still wanted it to be convenient for me and all of our trips and even hand feeding. This is when Solid Gold entered our lives. Layla was immediately obsessed with their food and I am equally obsessed with the benefits she gets from it. Up to 80% of a pet's immune system is influenced by the gut, making the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals so important to your pet's overall health and well-being, which you guessed it, also includes things like their nervous system and behavior. Layla has been eating Solid Gold's new Nutrient Boost line, which is powered by plasma, making it extra nutritious, extra delicious, and providing extra immunity. The added plasma ingredient works to reduce inflammation and increase absorption, making sure that she gets every nutrient possible in her little tummy. And all of this is in kibble form, making it extremely easy and functional for us. Beyond their large variety of customizable food, Solid Gold also makes meal toppers, flavorful bone broths, and supplements. You can snag their products on Amazon, Chewy, Petco, and PetSmart. And find all the details about Solid Gold on their website, solidgoldpet.com. That's also linked in the show notes. Layla assures you that you will not regret checking out Solid Gold for your pet. So do you have any big plans coming up or um, just I staying at home? I think so. Oh, well, actually, that's such a lie. I have like, I'm traveling a bunch <laughs> coming up. No way. For um, the holidays? My, um, partly. My dad's 60th birthday is next week. Um, So we're doing, he loves camping is like his thing. And he just bought this new trailer. So it's not like camping, camping. It's like luxury camping because mm-hmm. he has cable. Um, (laughs) but we're going to, I'm going to fly to Arizona to go camping with them and like surprise him. Like he doesn't know that I'm going to fly in and be there. So I'm very excited because I've never surprised anyone in my family before and just like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I'm going to like dress up as an old lady and like pretend to fall in the street or something. I'm trying to think of something (laughs) funny I could do. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I have that. And then, um, Two days after that, my mom and my stepdad come to visit us here, and we're going to go tour our first wedding venue, so I'm so excited for <gasps> That's that. That's so exciting. Is it in Oregon or Washington? Um, This one's in Oregon. Um, It's like 45 minutes away, I think, and it's kind of lower on our list of the top ones mm-hmm. that we want, so it probably won't be the actual one that we pick, but I'm just excited to like see Yeah, get us started. Yeah, just to mm-hmm. start. It's very exciting. Yeah. That is super exciting. Do you like know the vibe you're going for? How many guests you're going to have? Like, have you started planning that out already? It's very complicated. (laughs) It's so hard to know. Like, I'm confused when venues ask, like, with the guest list and stuff, we can make an an amount, but then how do you know how many people are going to say yes whatsoever? And we also haven't talked to our parents about who like they budget. need to join yeah. budget also but also yeah. the guests that like of who their friends they want to be there and everything like that so I, yeah. it just seems very like there's a lot of variables yeah that makes sense i think 
the rule of thumb is that 70% will actually come that you invite. Okay. That's good to know. So you would tell venues, like, would you give them a, like, varied amount and say it could be this many or it could be this many Uh, when you're first starting? Hmm. That's a good question because I didn't tour any venues that were, like, bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we need to have some weigh-in on this. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on your story. But I do feel like you would give them, like, a varied amount. Like, you would say probably between, like, 150 to 175 or, like, you know, between, like, 170 and 200 or something like that. I feel like that's, like how you should do it okay, but I'm not that's, sure that's kind of what I've been doing I just am so confused how everyone plans weddings so quickly like it makes no sense to me like, yeah these venues come back lot. and they're like we like especially I don't know because now it's like the holidays so it's like we can't right. really tour places until January so then ugh, it's just complicated because like all the dates for 2023 are taken basically for the yeah. summer so then it's like oh, the longer yeah. we wait if we don't grab a date before we even tour the venue then like we probably have to wait till 2024 oh my gosh so you do want to get married during the summer yeah because the rain here we like oh that's so true like basically july or august is kind of the only month september would also work but i was telling my dad this yesterday my parents got married in september and they're divorced and I have like a thing in my head where I'm like, I don't want to get married in September. Like, well, cursed. I got married in September. <laughs> I know, but that's not your family. That's not your family. It's okay. It's not cursed for everybody. No, I know what you mean though, because like I don't think I would ever get married in November, anyways. But my parents got no- married in November, and I was like, I don't want to get married in November because yeah, okay. my parents are divorced. Yeah, I'm so like I totally really- get what you mean. I'm glad you really. It was a crazy thought, but yeah, <laughs> my dad's no, like, that's I, I not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say the week that we were up there for our honeymoon, it did not rain at all. I know it was the perfect time when you guys were up here. Like, yeah, it could not, and that was in better. September. Yeah, uh, that we this I guess just global warming and everything has just been yeah. making everything so much later is what the thing is. It just Maybe. started raining like two weeks ago. Like it's just starting to be fall. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. So yeah, you have a lot of planning to do. I'll let you. Get to <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be all up in your text messages asking you yeah. questions. I'm sure as I go along. Yeah, I will try to help you as much as possible. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you plan on having the dogs in it, or are you just kind of like eh about it? Um, they'll definitely be in it. Like kind of what you were saying with Layla before yours mm-hmm. is like I just don't really know in what capacity right. <laughs> like if they're freaking out before going down the aisle or whatever things like that then they might not be there but they'll be present in some aspect. Yeah, I hope that they'll be able to stand next to us at least like during the ceremony. Right, the that'd goal. be awesome. Whenever well, you figure out your date, you should call your trainer. And be like, can I reserve you for this date to watch the dog? That like, is be actually the handler. so smart. Because I was going to – like, they have those people, like, that do that now. Like, people have companies right. where it's specifically for weddings. So I was going to look up somebody to do that. But, yeah, oh, my God. If it was our actual trainer, that would make me feel so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like somebody trusted, just be like, okay, on this day, you are going to be my dog handler for our wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would that would make me feel much better because I don't want to have to worry about just how they are and what they're doing and if they're okay and everything like that. And right. exercising them before, I didn't think about that until you said that. Um, yeah. Either in your podcast with Emma, or I don't know when you said that, but I was yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> I have to exercise them beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, that was something that I made sure to do the day before we actually went to the venue. I took Layla to the park for like two hours. And then a few days before that, I had taken her on a hike. And so I just like made sure she was really fulfilled and satisfied that week. That's good. Yeah, if they did a big hike the day before, they'd probably be better. But yeah, yeah, the whole going down the aisle and then seeing a bunch of people that they know – Right. I'm very excited doing that. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So speaking of dogs, I kind of want to talk to you about getting Sadie because you did get her like pretty Quick. soon, I feel like, after Finley. Yes. So what was that timeline? Um. So Finn is nine months older than Sadie or seven months. Sorry. Seven months okay. older. So she came home when he was nine months old. Because okay. she was eight weeks old when she came home or whatever. Um, so, yes, it was a very, very, very quick turnaround. He was still very much a puppy when she came home. Uh, did you get him in 2020 or 2019? 2019. Okay. And then Sadie was in 2020. What yeah. month? He came home in October of 2019. And she came home in April of 2020. Okay. So, she's, I guess, just a little bit younger than Layla then. Yeah, because her birthday is in March or February. Okay, yeah. Layla's is at the end of October, so she's like three or four months yeah, younger. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, Why Like, why did you decide to, to get one, <laughs> to be another crazy. one so quickly? No, not to be crazy, but I just feel like it was such a quick turnaround. And you and Cam are both younger. Like, I mean, you're my age. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, I've always wanted two dogs. Like I've just kind of always envisioned my life with two dogs and growing up, like my mom has two dogs, my sister has Mm -hmm. two dogs, my, we had two dogs in my family until one of them passed away. And then like the rest of the life, they went just being a single dog. But for the most part, that's just my family It's just like, everyone has two dogs. (laughs) That's just kind of how it is. And I've always like loved the aspect of seeing the relationship between the two dogs and like watching them be friends and just like love each other and stuff. I've always loved that. And then I knew I wanted an Australian Shepherd because I grew up with an Australian Shepherd mix. So even before I started dating Cameron or anything, like I knew when I was moving out, my top priority was to get an Australian Shepherd. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So then I also followed um, Kaladin and Storm. They're an Instagram account. Um, they They don't even post that much anymore. They're not like... I don't, they, I don't even know if they have a lot of followers, but I was like obsessed right. with them at the time. And they had a red merle and a blue merle. And I was like, I love this. I love looking at them together. It's so cute. So basically, we just knew we were going to get two dogs. We just didn't know what when the second one would come along. Right. Um, and then my friend sent me a picture of Sadie the night that she was born. <laughs> Um, and our breeder posted the pictures of it. And my friend has a dog from the same breeder also. And she right. was like, Oh my God, look at this dog. Like, this is exactly what you guys are looking for. 
And I was kind of more hesitant. Like I was like, this is so soon, but this is also right. the exact dog that we're looking for. Like this seems perfect. And we talked to the breeder and now like looking back, our breeder is not a good breeder whatsoever. I don't agree with their practices and whatnot. But at okay. the time, the breeder made me feel very confident. She was like, this is a perfect match of their personalities. Right. The parents match up perfectly with Finley's parents. Like, like it w- she just made it seem also like it would be a perfect fit of personality-wise. Um, so we just decided to do it within the same night that she was born. <laughs> we were like, oh my okay, gosh, that's, yes. that's so like spontaneous and fun. So are they from the same breeder? Yeah, they're from the same breeder, but they don't have the same parents whatsoever. Oh, okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I know other people who have dogs that are like that as well. Wow. That's crazy. So, uh, Finley is your, is it no service? He's psychiatric, tax, right? Psychiatric. Yeah. Okay. So um, he does the DPT and all for like your anxiety. So if you could go into that a little bit, I'm super interested to hear about it. And I've actually looked up the tasks, like the the deep pressure therapy tasks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, should I try to teach Layla how to do this? You Just, should. Like, to see if she could. You should. Like, I'm like highly recommended to everybody because I think it's just so cool. And it's just so amazing how smart dogs are. Like, it blows my freaking mind. Like, the fact that there's like gluten dogs that can just sniff gluten is so crazy. I know. It's the neatest thing. It's so cool. Um, So I uh, have always had anxiety, like, as long as I can Mm -hmm. remember. Um, I didn't get diagnosed with it until I was in seventh grade. Um, and it has always been kind of a joint anxiety and depression combo, <laughs> you know, yeah. the good combo. <laughs> um, so I would like be on and off having depression. That's kind of how my depression is, is like, I go through like phases of it happening. Right. Um, when anxiety is kind of more of a like constant. Um, mm-hmm. so I first found out, I think about ESAs and I just started to, I think I started following somebody. I'm not sure who I followed, but I followed somebody who had a psychiatric service dog who they were talking about the tasks that they did. And I was like, whoa, wait, that's so cool. And I also didn't know that you could have owner trained service dogs. Like I thought that they like go to a facility and learn how to do these tasks or like guide dogs. Like they're raised by other people and then they bring them to the owner, like the new owner who's going to be with them. Um, so I had no idea that it could be an owner-trained thing whatsoever. Um, so then before we got Finn, I started researching all of that and, like, how I could teach him um, to be able to do it and, like, what steps I could take from when he was just a puppy. So there's a lot of things that you can do. There's, like, spit training stuff that you can do and, like, using your sweat and your spit. Um, oh, no way. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. So, like, for example, if you have, like, nightmares and, like, you're getting mm-hmm. anxious and then you sweat in your clothes, you can have them sniff the clothes and then they they pick up on your sweat and your hormones and your sweat and then associate with that being you anxious, basically. Okay. So, there's ways you can do it like that. But with him, it was just, like, kind of just automatic where he picked up on just my feelings which I think is a very common thing with like a lot of dogs um I think a lot of dogs have that like natural ability like when you start crying that they go to you and try to comfort you 
Um, Sadie's not like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Layla is not like that at all. I would actually have to like train her really? on what to do. Yeah, but I, I've talked to somebody else before and they were like, yeah, my dog is so empathetic. And I'm like, that's not Layla. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So that's why people say that um, Aussies are bad service dogs because they're so empathetic um, that it can lead to mm, more problems okay. because they can sense your anxiety and get anxious themselves. Like right. there's a lot of reacting off of each other's emotions with Australian Shepherds. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it works well, I guess. Um, he right. was just very uh, attentive to me immediately. So I started with DPT when he was just like a puppy, like he was like seven pounds on me. So it wasn't even deep pressure therapy. It's right. Just, he's just a little puppy. Um, but that was kind of automatic. So then just like any training, I would reward him when he would do the thing. <laughs> and I started teaching him my problem with like, I get like intense panic a lot of times and I shut down a lot or mm-hmm. I'll like I zone out a lot and I'll just be totally gone. Or I, like, I don't want to say, like, I hurt myself, but, like, I do, like, I pinch at myself or I, like, dig my nails into myself or, like, I do things on my body without even me noticing at the time because I'm so just, like, in a dissociated, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, So his biggest help is that he interrupts those moments for me. Um, So, like, if I start to panic, if I start to... Like, even if probably if I made noises and stuff right now and started doing it, like, he would wake up and do it because he's like, oh, shit, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so then when in those moments he interrupts it by tapping on me, like, he puts his paw on me um, and then he jumps up on my lap usually or I'll get down on the floor with him or lay down or sit down in a bed or whatever. Um, And then he just, like, chills with me and I pet him instead of touching myself because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hurt him. It brings me, like, awareness to the moment and, like, kind of grounds me so that I'm like, okay, I'm with him. I'm petting him. I stop hurting myself in any way. And then it, like, just kind of grounds the moment. He licks me also, which, like, it, like, just brings you back to life kind of in those moments. Um, But it's so funny because Cameron doesn't love when he, like, licks and mm-hmm. Finn will also alert when Cameron gets anxious or, like, if he's in a moment. But he does what he does to me. So, right. like, he'll go over to Cameron <laughs> and start, like, licking him a bunch. And he's like, no, stop. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, But it works for us. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Actually, Bobby's the same way in that he doesn't really like Layla to lick all over him. But it's funny because whenever I am in an anxious state or am kind of dissociated, like how you were saying, Layla's uh, like automatic thing is to bring me a toy. Really? And to like play. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, that helps probably in a, oh, yeah. in a it, way that it, it gets it you does. out of it. Right. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I mean, it's not ever like something that I've trained, but I have noticed that if I'm like really stressed out, she will bring me a toy and kind of initiate play with me. She's like, you know, mom, you know, it helps if you just take yeah. a minute. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Come on, give Maybe. it to her. They're Maybe. so smart. Yeah. Like they know and they know routines. So then they start to associate. Oh, yeah. So like if usually when you get stressed out, then you're like you go play with her or take her on a walk. Then she's like, Maybe. Oh, mom's getting stressed. Time to play. <laughs> It could be that I've, I've, I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I feel like I need to like kind of keep track of that now to see if it's like 
actually a thing that she knows and like a pattern that she's picked up on or if it's just kind of random. Yeah. Because I mean, the girl loves the play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, could be. (laughs) She might just be having fun. Yeah. So how does Sadie act like whenever Finn alerts? I'm just curious. Um, she, it's funny. Yesterday, actually, this happened. Um, he was on top of me and she came over and she just sat right here, right next to me and was like staring at me. Um, but normally she's just kind of in her own world. Like she's just yeah. kind of a little ditzy dog. Like <laughs> she, she'll be there, but she's not really present. <laughs> like yeah. she doesn't, she's, she's not. She doesn't understand that I'm anxious whatsoever, I don't think. Right. I've tried teaching her DPT, and she'll do it if, like, we're in a training mode type thing where she's, like, getting right. treats or whatever. Um, She'll do it, but not for, like, a long time, not, like, how Finn does. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like Layla and Sadie might be very similar. <laughs> yeah. If we were, like, going to try to train Layla to do DPT, she'd probably be the exact same, like, only doing it for treats and, like – not yeah. really picking up on my body language just being like okay give me the treat now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> don't yeah. do anything yeah oh yeah they'll do anything for food anything <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah so you said that you got diagnosed with anxiety in seventh grade which I feel like is around the same time that I probably started showing some anxiety symptoms but I try to mask them to the best of my ability like up and through up until I was in like college I guess like probably in my 20s yeah so what was that like with your parents and like your family and friends to get diagnosed at that age and I'm just like wondering if I would have gotten diagnosed that early how Mm -hmm. my life would be different oh that's a great question um I, uh, that time in my life was like a very tumultuous time. Um, mm-hmm. it was my parents got divorced. Oh, me cheating too. in my family. <laughs> um, my brother came out as gay the same week that my parents were getting divorced. He's oh, like, wow. now's okay. the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, my parents also got divorced in seventh grade. When you're in seventh grade? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like the most probably time that affects you. Like, you're in your most vulnerable middle school state. <laughs> And then your family completely changes. Right. I've never met anybody. I, d- I don't think that parents got divorced in the in seventh grade or in middle school. Yeah. My parents, they separated once. And I think I was in fifth grade. And then they got back together for a little bit because it was only like complicated. It was only like a two week time period that they were like apart. Oh, okay. And then they like we, you know all integrated again or whatever. And then in seventh grade was whenever they like actually split. I think, I think that timeline's right. It was kind of like an on and off thing in between like fifth grade and ninth grade. Really? That's confusing for a fifth to ninth grader to be going back and forth with that. Well, thanks for validating. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like how to respond except for like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's like what my therapist, my therapist, she's like, that, that's really hard. You went through a lot. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so my parents made me go to therapy when they were getting divorced, basically. I was wow, like okay. sent to therapy and I did not want to talk whatsoever to the therapist. Um, I, I just was not comfortable whatsoever, but that's like where I got 
officially diagnosed. And maybe that's just because mm-hmm. I didn't talk to her very much. Like, maybe. I'm not sure really why. Um, so it didn't necessarily change much for me, I think, besides just that knowing, I guess, helps because then it's – I didn't really know what anxiety was before that. Like, I, I – new friends who had similar feelings than like as I did or like same thoughts like my anxiety is like a lot of like intrusive thoughts which might be OCD or something I don't know I'm trying to figure it out but Mm -hmm. that's like what I get is like it's a lot of like crazy thoughts that aren't true that my brain tells me um so like I knew other people who had experienced that but I didn't know really what anxiety was so I guess just knowing that that's what it was and like knowing that's why I had stomach aches or like that's why I'd miss a lot of school or get sick or whatever it might be it just like gave me I don't know just like gave me put a name behind it so that way I right felt more comfortable. yeah it gave you an answer yeah but it didn't really change anything um I started medication in high school and that's probably like the first like actual changes I felt <laughs> okay yeah, so you actually feel like it helped you. Did you go through a journey with medication or did you find the one like right away? Because I know um, some people like they go through ups and downs with medication. Yeah, for sure. It was easier for me, I think, than uh, what a lot of people have to go through. Um, the doctor told me because my mom also has anxiety. My grandma has anxiety. Right. <laughs> it's passed down. So my mom was already on medication. She was on Lexapro. And my doctor basically told me like, Usually, genetically, if something works for your parent, it will also work for you. So they had me try Lexapro first, um, and it worked a lot. Like, it's probably the only thing that ever, like, turned off the thoughts, Mm -hmm. like, where it fully took away the anxiety. Not, like, fully took it away, but, like, took away those thoughts from initiating. Um, But I didn't like it because I felt like it also took away a lot of the, like, happier emotions or, like... Like, I'm a big crier. I cried a lot of things. I cry watching, like, happy TikToks every night, basically. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. people telling each other they're pregnant or baby showers right. or, like, lost dogs <laughs> being found, anything. Like, I'm falling out all the happiness. You're on side of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I am so much. And it all makes me cry. But, like, that stuff started to not make me cry. And then I was like, wait, like, I feel like I'm not feeling those feelings as much. Um, mm-hmm. So then I switched to Wellbutrin. And I feel like that's not – it doesn't really do anything for me. So I actually just stopped that like a few weeks ago. So now I'm kind of in a stage of not being on anything (laughs) and seeing – Oh, wow. That's interesting. Trying to – I'm going to see my doctor again soon, hopefully in the new year. And then I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what my plan is. I'm going to – I need to find a new therapist and possibly get more diagnosis and stuff. Um, Yeah. Because my old therapist said that like – that wasn't really important. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like we just talked about getting diagnosed with anxiety kind of helps in a way. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, whenever I got diagnosed with depression, it like really helped me because I feel like I was able to like accept it because up until then I was really like fighting back and forth. Like, do I have it? Do I not have it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was still in the state of like, like scared that if I had it, that these bad things were going to happen to me that I've seen happen to other people. And so Mm -hmm. I like try to resist it as much as possible, which 
did not help in any way, shape or form. So then whenever I actually did get diagnosed with it, I was like, okay, like I've had this for this amount of time and nothing bad has happened. So I feel like I was able to like actually accept it and move forward in a better way to like help myself. It was so nice. That's amazing. Especially with depression. I think there's so many things associated with it and it makes you feel just like, like I felt like I just wasn't a human. Like I was like, why is everyone else functioning and I'm not functioning? Like, why can't I get out of bed? Why don't I want to shower? Why don't I want to brush my teeth every day? Like, Right. Just so many things that I was like, why? Like, I thought I was lazier. It makes you like think all these negative things about yourself. And then exactly. hearing like, oh, wait, it's just like a chemical imbalance. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's not just me being a lazy human. Yeah, because at the time, I just like kept saying that I was burnt out. Yeah. Like, you know, you see it all over social media, burnout, burnout, burnout. And so I was like, okay, How yeah, old I'm burnt out. Well, th- no, this was like six months ago. Oh, I didn't know that you just were diagnosed six months ago. Yeah. So I've had anxiety for as long as I can remember. Like, I mean, I've had it for, I've, I feel like I've experienced symptoms of anxiety since I was probably in like seventh grade, but I wasn't actually diagnosed with it until I was in college just because it was the first time that I ever like saw out help for it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, It was just like in March or April, I think, that I was diagnosed with depression. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And so up until then, I just was like, I'm really burnt out. I'm just going through the motions, like late, calling myself lazy, like how you were saying. Like I was exhausted. Like I had literally no motivation to do anything. Mm. And and they're I felt like, like real I, feelings. Like you feel right. like physically exhausted. Like Yeah, like I felt like I always had brain fog. Like I could not think about mm-hmm. anything. Like I could not keep a thought. And it just felt like everything was always in slow motion for me. And then the day that she told me that I had been diagnosed with depression, I felt like a flip a switch flipped. And I could wow. actually like not do everything again, but I like had hope that I was like, okay, I can like actually get better because all of the things that I thought were going to happen if I had depression have not happened. And she said that she just diagnosed me with depression for like a month or two now. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I've had it. (laughs) I just like didn't actually know. And none of these bad things have happened. So it was just like a really great thing for me to actually get diagnosed because I was able to move forward instead of resist it so much. Yeah, no, that's so amazing. And it's kind of, it sucks that you have to seek it out so much because like, obviously you were going to the doctor, like your pediatrician every year, but it's like, they ask you to touch your toes, not like how you're doing <laughs> yeah. mentally. Like, right. I never experienced my doctor asking me or my mom like questions about like mental stuff or how I'm doing that way when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I don't think that like, I mean, do pediatricians even ask about it today? Like 20 years later? So. I don't think so. My doctor does now. Like until I moved – I never had a doctor do that. And then I moved here and like they were just so much more understanding and listening. And I I right. don't know. I, I, it must have just been having bad doctors before or something. So I'm not even sure if normal adult doctors do that. Yeah. I, I wonder because I live in the Bible Belt. So I've always yeah. like just kind of worked under the assumption that like these people – 
still have a really big stigma around mental health. And so I just was like, if I want to talk about it, I have to bring it up. Yeah, it feels like you have to. And you do yeah. have to a lot of the times. Right, exactly. Unless like I am actually going to therapy where, you know, she's like, we're talking about it. But if I go to just like any normal doctor, I feel like I have to bring it up uh, yeah. or else it won't get talked about. Yeah, exactly. It sucks. So my therapist is the one that I talked to also about Finley first being an ESA. Um, oh, okay. Because I also want to make it clear to people and like just to talk about service dogs and ESAs and just make sure that everybody knows that mm-hmm. it is fake when you go online and you see certificates to register your dog as a service dog or an ESA. That is not right. real. All you need or to do- to, uh well, yeah, I was going to say, or like for, for service dogs, you can't just like slap a, um, like a vest on them, right? No, no, no. And it's like, it's really scary. Like when you Google psychiatric service dogs, like a million links pop up to just sign right. up your dog, like to just get a letter from someone. I don't know, like to mm-hmm. register them to something that doesn't exist, basically. Um, so with um, ESAs, all you have to do is talk to your therapist or a doctor and they just write a note and that then you have an ESA. Um, so people don't need to pay money to buy these certificates online from doctors because you can get it for free by just talking to your regular doctor. Um, right. Yeah. And same with the service dogs. Like it's, I think since they changed the plane rules, mm-hmm. it's made a lot more people um, make fake service dogs. And it just really hurts everybody who actually needs them. Right. Um, so I just always want to make sure that I am like respecting the people also that need it more than me or like I that I only use him in situations where I do need him like I my anxiety isn't bad to the point where like I need to take him to Target or something or like mm-hmm. like he really I mostly experience anxiety at home or like sometimes traveling like when my brother-in-law passed away he was able to come with me on the flight during that time like where I was like very anxious Um, right so that was like amazing that he could be with me during that time but like if I'm going on a beach vacation I don't really need him to come with me so like I don't I try I just want to respect the rules and everybody and make sure that you know other people are also respecting the rules Oh my gosh. Yeah. One time I posted a video and I was going to take Layla into this like indoor outdoor mall situation just to like walk around and train. And whenever we got there, I saw a sign on the door that said like service dogs only. So I was like, okay, change of plans. Like we're just going to train out here in the parking lot. And I showed that in the video and so many people commented on it being like, thank you so much for like respecting that there was a sign there and like changing your plans because so many people would have just walked in since they were already there. Oh yeah, it's it's so true. <laughs> it's very true. Like a lot of I when we just traveled recently or when I was at the airport, like there was like four dogs on our flight that were like barking the whole time right. and like lunging for food in the airport and stuff and just it's just very obvious. <laughs> when yeah, <they're> not real. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. I feel like you probably see them more than yeah, what you actually why, know. Yeah, and that's why I encourage everybody like to teach the tasks or whatever. Like if you need help in certain ways, like I feel like everybody should do that. Like if you if your dog is capable of learning it and it would help you, 
I feel like we should all start implementing those things more because it's like it's like a form of medicine. Like he's drastically mm-hmm. helped me. I mean, now I'm not on medication currently right now. Like it's drastically helped so much that I know it can help so many other people. But we need to find some sort of balance of like making sure that they're trained and like respecting right. people who need it more so. Right. Yep. That's such a good point. Okay. I have, I guess, maybe a loaded question. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's not that loaded. I feel like it kind of is though. It's, it's loaded in the sense that like you, like it could have like lots of answers. So how do you feel like social media has influenced your mental health and how it's kind of a two part. How, how has it influenced your mental health? And then how has it influenced how you are as a dog owner? Because you're an influencer yourself, like you're a content creator, you're on Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. And you have a larger following. So like you yourself influence so many people, myself including, but how has it influenced you? It is. A very loaded question and a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think social media, before I had Finley's account or account, whatever, um, it used to be not good for my mental health whatsoever, like my personal account. Being in high school, the beginning of college, um, it was definitely just a lot of comparison. I face-tuned all of my photos, like smoothed my skin, whitened my teeth, brightened my eyes on everything it was very like curated where I would be scared to post certain things or I'd be like okay we got to get like the perfect Instagram picture to post right. and blah 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 like it was not that's just the way that I knew of social media basically at that time but I've always been like such a social media lover like I've always loved YouTube like I have watched YouTube since it came out <laughs> like as long as I can remember I've like watched YouTube as like a lot of my form of TV, like instead of TV, I I watch a lot of YouTubers. So I loved the aspect of seeing other people being able to be fully themselves and share their lives and like do all of that. But I was just terrified to actually do that. <laughs> so like I would make a lot of videos with my friends. I would start blog posts. I, I would like make a lot of blogs or like I would do things, but then make them not public or make them like anonymous or something. So Mm -hmm. that way nobody knew it was like attached to me, but that way I could still like do the things that I wanted. And then just for some reason, making Finley's account and like having a new account, I don't even know what it was, but it just like unlocked something for me where I was like, okay, I'm just going to post what I want to post now. And only the people that are going to follow me now it's because they want to like it's not old high school classmates or like right ex-boyfriend's moms or whatever yeah. <laughs> like, it's like my third grade teacher like it's right. not just random people and now it might be but I don't look at that like I don't pay attention to who's following me like ever since I started it I was like I'm just not looking at who likes anything or who follows me or whatever I'm just posting whatever I want to post and that's made me feel a lot better mentally I guess <laughs> Yeah, because I know one time you even made a video that said, like, just post whatever you want, because you never know, like, it could impact that one person or like make this change or like somebody could really need to hear that on this day. And that's so true. But I feel like with somebody that used to be, you know, terrified to 
post anything on social media that's just like the radical change it's like a complete one and i do think a lot of it is validation like still getting validation because if i were right. to post i mean when i started the account i'm i mean i had like five followers it's not like i was like popping off getting all these right? comments of a bunch <laughs> of people agreeing with me or anything but just having one person be like oh i really related to this or whatever that had more of an impact on me than my friends commenting on my personal instagram being like so cute blah 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 mm-hmm. like it it just had a very different impact where i was like oh like i am actually like connecting with this person so even just having one person is still giving you that validation of like oh what i'm doing is good <laughs> right like, people like it so i don't know it was kind of like a catch 22 because if you're not getting the validation i don't know honestly if i would be so like so outright yeah Man, that, like, makes a really good point. I feel like the saying people on Instagram are, like, your best friends or something like that. Or, like, nobody hypes you up like the people on Instagram. Yeah. Like, it's seriously so true. <laughs> it's is. It is true. And we do have, like, a good community. That's another thing. Like, I had no idea about this whole dog community thing. Like, I thought there was... Like, I do have, like, Doug the Pug and, like, mm-hmm. Tucker Bud season and whatnot. Like, I thought there was, like, five really, really famous dogs. I had no idea right. that there was, like, hundreds of dogs with hundreds of thousands of followers. Like, no idea. Right. So, I think that's so cool that just this community even exists and, like, getting to know everybody. And it's so cool, like, people who get dogs at certain ages, it's like those are the groups that become friends and stay. So like I have a lot of friends from when Finn was born and their dogs are all the same age. And then there's like a second wave of when Sadie was born and then all those dogs are the same age. Like it's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do love that. I've actually noticed that a lot too. I feel like whenever I got on Instagram and really like started to talk about trainings, training and stuff I followed a lot of people whose dogs were older than Layla and so it started like having me compare her to those dogs and I was like why can't she already do this and I'm like well it's because these dogs are like two or three years older than her Uh and like there's just like an age gap but that was really hard on me because I wanted to like keep up with them yeah, I was the same too. And that helps to be able to talk to people who have the same age as your dog. Also, I had this expectation yes. that once a dog's like a year old, then they're like perfect and an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah, not true at all. How do you think that it influenced or like being on social media influenced how you are as a dog owner, if anything? Ooh, that's a great question. I feel like, well, one, it's taught me a lot just because I guess there's just oh, such a wide range of information out there that I didn't wasn't aware of mm-hmm. um just like a lot of aspects with training or with food or with whatever and all, that's also a catch-22 of like there's just right. too much information too much yeah. yeah especially with food the food really overwhelms me it's it's <laughs> too much but it's the same thing as like moms of human babies everybody right. parents differently everybody wants different things every like so it's going to be the same with dogs where you just deal with the dog in front of you and do what you want to do with your own dog but i think that i did learn a lot through that and i met a lot of people I'm trying to think, like, how as a dog owner, social media. How do you think? <laughs> I think for me, definitely with training, like, the way that we train, like, the things that I train, and 
like, I guess, seeing things that other people are doing, like the pack hikes and pack walks and just yes. like meeting up with people. I had no that idea that kind existed. Of thing. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest way it's influenced me. But then also just like seeing what other people recommend. And like, mm-hmm. if I trust that person and they like, I mean, I, if they truly influence me, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, I like actually do want to get that toy or that food or that tree or whatever. Yeah. There's actually so many toys and treats and puzzles and things like, yeah, definitely. Also, honestly, you probably were like such a huge impact and influence of dog ownership and having more patience with my with them and with myself and just like that's so sweet no but that's true because like (laughs) I really do think I I mean I told you this before but I think you were the first one to like fully be posting about that stuff um so I think it just opened a whole new door for a bunch of people but yeah definitely for me it made me feel like oh okay I'm not the only one who like gets extremely impatient or reacts when my dog's (laughs) freaking out or whatever like I'm not alone in this um, so I think that did that did help me a lot. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. I feel like I've been influenced by you a lot in terms of, or not like I will influence, yes, but like um, empowered by you a lot is probably like a better way to phrase it. To nice. like post things that aren't my dog because yeah. people like actually like to know the human too (laughs) like I've been so loving all of your content that's just like you and Cam or like things that you're doing like outside of like dog momming it's I love when you post that too (laughs) I think my favorite video that you've ever done was doing your makeup before your wedding when you're saying facts about yourself I love that (laughs) video like that was such a good video (laughs) I think oh my gosh it helps so much to like because obviously we all love dogs. Like that's right. <laughs> kind of the, the whole point of everything. It's like we all love dogs. So obviously we love each other's dogs. But like it's like I don't I don't even know. It's like it just makes you feel way more connected to the dog right. when you know who their human is and like you know yeah. about them. And it helps you to be able to show off the dog's personality more too, I think, when you can like actually talk. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I so agree. And that's one of the reasons that I love podcasting so much is because I like actually get to talk to the human behind the dog or dogs. Yeah, and it's like just my absolute favorite. It's so cool. I yeah, I, I'm sure it's so fun for you to like, be able to meet so many different people too. And everyone, oh gosh, like yeah. everyone has such different stories. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, so, I mean, this is like really off topic, but one (laughs) thing that I want to start doing more is reaching out to people that I like don't really have a connection with on social media, but like they have dogs. It's really scary. And just seeing like if they like want to get on the podcast and like talk, it's just like, talk either about their dog or their life or like I don't know I think you definitely should because that's that's the common thing though is the dogs right everybody who has a dog will relate to so many of the things that you experience because that's just like what dog lovers do (laughs) right (laughs) yeah it truly and but yeah it's so scary it's like one of the scariest things to do I feel like that's very scary (laughs) it's actually 
like a little bit scarier than like reaching out to a brand or something. Like, I don't know about you, but had you ever been scared to like pitch a brand? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I still do get terrified every time before I send the email with the numbers yeah. for surely. <laughs> but definitely before I was even more scared. Like now I actually send it, but before I would like not even send it because I would get so scared. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that would be... It's even more so kind of connected to you as the thing. So then it's like you're pitching people for your business. So then that feels oh, even I guess. harder, I guess. <laughs> I guess I you're guess pitching you're yourself right. to a brand too, but like right. you're pitching your own podcast. It's a little different. It makes it scary. Yeah, it is a little different. Well, you are going to have to get used to that if you want to get I know. It's hard guests. having like three of us. Like, and then also, I guess, like, it worked out very well with you. I Right. I don't know. I You were the first time that we ever did it, but it worked out well. And did you, oh, you I don't do know it. if you know, you're one of our highest listened to episodes. <gasps> no way. That's so yes, awesome. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you brought in the listeners. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. No, I didn't know that, but that's great. Oh, amazing. Okay, well, we've talked for... almost an hour so I'm gonna wrap it up with my favorite question of what does having a dog mom mentality mean to you okay I was trying to think about this because (laughs) that's the most loaded question question. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) um but I just feel like at the end of the day I feel like dogs are so they're just the most pure souls in the world (laughs) like they are so loving they're non-judgmental they don't care what you look like they don't care what you're saying they just love you they're just warm and welcoming obviously not all dogs but i'm generalizing here right Um, so i feel like just having a dog mom mentality is what they've taught me to like take on those traits and be more gentle with the world and be less judgmental and be more loving to people and caring And then also to myself and like it's they've helped me love myself so much more because they love me so much. (laughs) It it helps a lot. I don't know. So I feel like, yeah, just having a dog mom mentality is just taking on the mentality of a dog kind of. (laughs) I love how you phrase like be gentle with yourself and like with other people. I I just love that phrasing. I feel like that really encompasses it. And you're just like such like a sweet like little bubbly thing I feel like I'm just like over here like pretending I'm squeezing you Um, no that's so funny because I I literally wrote down like and for I forget which one of the questions but like I wrote a note that I feel like everyone thinks like bubbly is a word that people use to describe me all the time like I used to be a waitress and like yeah the my managers were always like you're just so bubbly like we just love that you're just smiling all the time and blah 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 but I do think it is kind of like what you were saying, how you like hide your anxiety or like mask it and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, like mask I think it. a lot of it is that like because when I'm not like on camera or when I'm not like, I don't know, <laughs> when I'm not like turned on, I'm not like that. Like I'm a very like low energy person and very like chill and not smiling all the time. But at the same time, I am like optimistic and positive. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like so I've been like reading this book about manifesting and I've been like Ooh, really what book is it? into manifest. It's literally called Manifest. Oh, love that. <laughs> yeah. Um I've been like into like that 
kind of, I don't, I don't know if it's like a spiritual journey, but just like learning about manifestation. Yeah, for, so have I. I don't know, mm-hmm. like six months now or something. Since like you got that. diagnosed with depression, <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. And uh, one of the things that like every single class or book or whatever it goes into is like getting over like fears and limiting beliefs and like how you talk to yourself and Mm -hmm. like raising your self-worth and like you talk about like masking and I feel like I I don't want to say like they're complete opposites because I know what you mean by like turning on and then like whenever you're off like you're more lower energy and Sometimes whenever like I look back on it and I was masking so much is when I had the lowest self-worth and it's like I could mm-hmm. never like feel like I could achieve my goals during that time and it makes so much sense because where I was masking I was like always telling myself like you need to make sure that you're bubbly because of like or smiling because of x y and z and you don't yeah. want people to know that you're actually this way or like you need to work harder at this so that like people don't see that you're a failure or a loser yeah, or whatever. That's so true. And I actually kind of think that like working from home has helped that because I am not on as much mm-hmm. and like I'm more myself, like just 24 seven versus like talking to people and I like agree. having to turn on. Does that make sense? That I think that's also helped me so much. Like I I don't know if it's correlated with moving. Like when I moved away from home was also when I started living well with Cameron, but like when I right. moved out of my parents' house. Um and when I like was working from home and doing college from home. Um so yeah, I feel the exact same way. It like allowed me to be more myself because I think I'm very like since middle school, I'm very much I tried to be like the people around me, like to be I don't know if it was to be cooler or to just try to fit in or whatever. Like I would want to wear the same clothes as them or whatnot. So I think in groups, I'm like that, too, where I start to act kind of like the people that I'm with or like if people are more joking around or saying things then I'd start to be like that. Or if it's a more quiet group, then I become quiet or whatever. So like just being me allowed me to just just be like just be myself all the time right like like not I don't know it was when I started getting comfortable like going out of the house without makeup and stuff like I used to never leave the house without makeup or like take a picture of myself or anything and now I don't give one care (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it makes for better skin because you don't always have makeup on your face it really does (laughs) it really does (laughs) I wish I could tell my 15 year old self that for sure yeah yeah it really does okay thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking Maggie so much for having me this was so fun to I I wouldn't have wanted to do this with anybody else to be a guest on somebody else's podcast first so I'm very oh yeah your very first podcast guest yeah (laughs) it's very exciting and we'll definitely have to have you back on ours also because obviously I did well too Oh my gosh, yeah, and it was so fun. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you and the dogs. Yes, okay, so we are Maggie with the dogs on everything, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of that. My website is www.thesofetch.com. You can find any products we sell, Dog Mom Club membership and everything there. And my podcast is So Glad We're Friends, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to Caroline's. Awesome, yep, and 
the dog mom club that's like monthly lives and exclusive content right yes we do close friend story we do monthly giveaways a live weekly q a's lots of fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) lots of fun stuff Okay, awesome. And Maggie is a great person to go to if you want inspiration for like brand deals and collabs because she comes up with great original content. Oh, I like thank you so much. I'm writing there. an outline for one right now and I'm struggling, so that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise I love it. Like especially some of the um like the dental shoes ones. Like Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm writing right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm always like, wow, that was like so creative and unique. And like, I've never seen anything like it. So I love you for that. And oh, thank you. Yeah. And I love, you know, just coming to your page and feeling like I have another friend. So. Oh yeah. Well, I feel the same way about you. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.